Okay, we are in Sefer Malachi, Peret, Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Va'atzah Aleichem HaMitzvah Hazos. The next to last Peret of Malachi, and then in Mirza Hashem, Peret Gimel tomorrow, we will have finished the entire set of Nevi'im. So, you will recall that in Peret Aleph, Malachi concentrates his prophetic fire, as it were, on a group we know as the Kohanim, those who serviced the Avoda in the Beis Hamikdash. They had built the Bayashani, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu, through Malachi, is very unhappy with the Kohanim. They seem to be approaching their duties as Kohanim, who were the moral conscience of the people, were supposed to be the teachers of the people. They were approaching it with a terrible, lackadaisical contempt, as it were, for both the people as well as the avoda. And specifically, the Navi focuses on their acceptance out of this contempt acceptance of korbanos that are totally unfit to be sacrificed on the Mizveach of the Beis Hamikdash. Specifically, those with blemishes, lame, blind, um, scarred, that they accept them unquestioningly. And one cannot overestimate the importance of the mitzvah not to take blemished animals. It is a mitzvah lo sase that you are violating a commandment when you take it, and assuming you've done it purposely, you are going to get malkos, lashes. The Rambam, in his Yisode uh, HaMizbeach, takes the entire avoda process, breaks it down into its segments, and shows how you are going to get a love, a, a violation of a commandment for each segment plus the accompanying lashes. That means you consecrate a blemished animal to the mikdash, you have violated that isur. You now shecht, you slaughter the blemished animal, you are going to get a second love plus malkos. Um, you spill the blood, the zrika, which is part of the process, you're going to get a third one. And finally, you put the amurim, the limbs, on the mizbeah, you're going to get a fourth one. That is very, very serious. Moreover, the Rambam says, and everyone agrees, the Kohen who offers this blemish mizbeah is going to be held to a far higher degree of culpability than the guy who brings it. So it is a very serious thing, as the Navi says, and that's where we start. Perik Beis, and this is your doing, this is your responsibility, Kohanim. You are the ones who are going to be held accountable. If you do not listen, you do not focus 
and make it in your mind and in your hearts to give the honor to me, O Mahashem Soros, I will send you literally curses. And these curses will completely nullify the brachos you have gotten. What brachos? We saw in Haggai, the Navi specifically says to the Kohen, if you're participating in these blessings, you are going to get the prosperity of the land, the dates, the figs, the agricultural beauty of the land that indicates the prosperity as a bracha. I will nullify that bracha, says the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And also, I will have begun already these curses because you just have not placed attention to this. You've ignored this. And what I'm going to do, says the Kodesh Goer, is to suppress. I am going to suppress the seeds, literally the growth, the agricultural beauty and um, prosperity that I promise you, I am going to suppress it. Uh, and I will see that refuse of the korbanos is thrown in your face. Literally, the dung will be thrown on your face. Um, will be upon you. Um, the Rajat points out that this is really midah connected midah because as you have in effect by taking these blemished animals made the Mizbeach empty, I will make your tables empty by denying you the prosperity and food that I had previously blessed you with. The Yidatem, Kishawachti Aleichem Esa Mitzvah Hazos, and you must know that the reason I am so emphatic about this mitzvah of the korbanos and the blemishes because of my covenant, Leos Brisi as Levi Omar Hashem, because my covenant with Levi, with the Kohanim. This could mean with, as we're going to see, Aaron, Pinchas, Elazar, the whole Kohanim. Brisi ha'yisi ito, my bris was with him hachayim v'hashalom. This probably could refer to Pinchas. Pinchas, you remember, was the zealot who murdered those people who were violating and committing terrible and moral acts before Moshe. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, I'm giving you my bris shalom. So they use the Sarah brisi and hashalom. We assume that he's referring to Pinchas because he promises Pinchas that, as he does Aaron, that the <clears throat> kahuna will never depart from his family for eternity. So, I gave it to him because he had awe and fear for me. He stood up for my honor. And because of his zealotry, to preserve my name, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, I have given him all this gift of, of perpetual kahuna for his family. Torah's emes haisa b'fihu, he had the truth of Torah in his mouth, the avla lonim sabbis vasa b'shalom u b'mishar, 
and he had no sin, no trace of sin in his lips, with peace and with respect, and he returned many from sin, from a path of sin. So this could even be our own, who was famous for bringing people back into the fold of Israel. So it could be Pinchas, could be our own, could be both. You, the people of Israel, must listen to the words of the Kohen. He is the moral instructional leader of B'nai Yisrael in addition to his duties in the Avodah. So you must listen to him, the Torah, you must seek from his mouth. The Torah, Yivakshumi Pihu, Ki Malach Hashem because he is nothing less than a malach, the messenger of the Kaddish Baruch Hu to you. So it's a heavy responsibility as we see on the Kohen, and it's a heavy responsibility on B'nai Yisrael. And now continues Malachi, and you, the Kohanim, ba'atem sartem in haderech, you have turned away from the path. Hikshaltem rabim batorah, you have failed so many people in neglecting to give them Torah, I mean the Kohanim, looked at times that they couldn't care less. They approached it, as we saw yesterday, with a contempt, with a disrespect that allowed them to just, why not take the karmah, even with a moment. Shechatem bris halevi, you have corrupted the bris of the levi, the covenant I have made with the Levites, Omar Hashem swallowed. And we should, there's a Gemara in Brachos, that just shows how low these Kohanim sometimes sunk to the level that they would go to the granary or the threshing floor where the average Israelite was separating his grain to either Maser, the uh, one-tenth, or Truma, and he would assist. He would do these little petty jobs with the individual to ingratiate himself because the individual had the discretion who he wanted to give his shuma master to. And so he would curry favor with him to get the maser and the shuma. Uh, and so says the Kodesh Because you have made yourself such an uh, example of contempt and um, ridicule of my korbanos, I have made you, because I will make you the object of scorn and contempt, because you don't follow my drachen, and the singing ponim batorah, you show favoritism within the Torah, within your Kohanic job. In other words, you will accept somebody's uh, inferior offering or his blemished offering as not to, you know, get everybody excited or maybe even as, as a corrupt part of the system. Moreover, you are responsible for certain judgments that you make in uh, adjudicating disputes. You favor the rich and you favor the, um, the mighty. In other words, there's a, a, an innate corruption and fear of offending um, the wealthiest segments of the population. Now the Navi turns from the Kohanim to a very interesting segment of the population. 
It is those who have intermarried, but it is more than that. Those Jews who have intermarried, some in Bavel, some even back. But worse, what they have done, the Radak explains this beautifully, and I'll make it short. The Radak says they would take a wife, a non-Jewish wife, they were married, but they had no interest in divorcing the wife they were married to. But they did make her a secondary element in the marriage. The second wife, the non-Jewish wife, became the administrator of the household, became his chosen, his favorite to the denigration of the second wife. And at the same time as he wouldn't divorce her, this was a terrible disgrace to the woman, that first wife. She even went so far, Rashi tells us, she would demand or request that she be given the waters of the Sota to prove that she was not adulterous. It was such a terrible public imprimatur that maybe she had been disloyal. So they would come and ask to be given the Sota waters. Moreover, they were called living widows, Amal Tachayim, uh, Radak says, because they were in such disgrace at such a low level. And this is where the Navi steps in now. Interestingly enough, Ezra later on brings up the same issue, which is why we saw yesterday the Gemara intimates that in Megillah that Ezra and Malachi were the same person because of the thematic similarity, but that is ultimately rejected. So now the Navi turns it upon them. Do we not have one father? Do we have not one God, Baran, who created us? Why do you now turn and blaspheme um, each one of him to his brothers, to be Machalel, this bris of that you do not do that, you do not take a wife who is not of the Jewish faith. Bogda Yehuda, Yehuda has betrayed this Torah. It is an abomination on Israel, Yerushalayim. Yehuda Kodesh Hashem. He has done nothing less than desecrate the sanctity and the Kedusha of Hashem, Asher Bas El that he has taken a woman who is of a foreign God, who is a member of a foreign race that is not Jewish. And he's going to be punished, says the Navi, Yachres Hashem Lo'ish Asher Yasenu. He will be punished, the one who does that. Er Ba'onam Eole Yaakov. He will, his progeny will be barred or banned from the tents of Yaakov. And that could mean, as some of us say, his child and grandchild will be killed, literally, will not survive um, their, their youth. Some say that it is, they will just not be accepted as Jews. And that those who are Kohanim, and apparently there were Kohanim who did this, who took a non-Jewish wife, there are Voda, Minchal Hashem, so it's nothing. They are barred from bringing korbanos. Moreover, now says the Navi, there's something else in this element besides you taking a non-Jewish wife. 
what you have done because you do not let the first one go. You do not divorce her. You force her to live in this disgraceful um, middle distance where she's not really the wife, but she is the wife, but she has no ability to free herself to marry someone else that loves her and that she loves. So what you have done, Zoshenistasu, Kasos Dima es Mizbeach, you have covered the altar of God with tears. Es Mizbeach Hashem, Bechi, Tira, Anaka, screams of anguish, Me'enot, Penosel, Hamincha, Velakachas, Ratzon, Miyedchem. Because you will not, your Mincha is invalid, what you've done, and you, Lakachas, Ratzon, you will not find favor. Your Kabbalos will not find favor. So what you will do, in this case, is your children are, are decreed to death, literally, or if you're a Kohen, you've, you've defiled the vows of the Kohanic uh, priesthood, and your Mincha uh, has no power. You can't even bring a Mincha on the Mizbeach. And if you're going to say, well, what, what have I done? Malki, what's so terrible here? Uh, because I have made the decision. I have judged. I know the real facts between you and the woman of your youth. Who have you betrayed? She is your companion. She was the companion of the youth. The Ashes Nuraiah, the wife of you, both. Either one, says the Torah, fastens a responsibility that you have failed here. Both companion and wife of your youth. The Ashes Bisecha, the woman of your covenant, you have betrayed her. I have decided it. So don't ask what you've done. I am telling you. Now, you're going to argue as you have done. The low echad also did not the echad, the unique one, do this. Referring to Abraham, did he not take Hagar, his wife? Answers the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's not the same. It's not analogous. First of all, he asked Sarah for permission before he did it. And what his main purpose was to acquire children, you have no such alibi or excuse. You are simply a betrayer of your wife, of the companion of your youth. So now, what is the remedy to this? The Gemara tells us simple. Kisana, you hate her, and by your actions you show you have hated that first wife. Megarecha, shalach. 
Omar Hashem says to Kaddish Baruch Hu, the chisa komas alabusha, and cover this terrible betrayal with your garments. In other words, conceal it. Put this past you, Omar Hashem, and this will at least guarantee you an integrity of spirit below Sibodu, and you will not betray. And indeed, the Gemara says, you can divorce your wife for any reason you want to, as a matter of fact, it should be substance to it, it shouldn't be like just frivolous, but you have the obligation to do that, and you have to do this here. You hate her, there's no reason to bind her in such a relationship that brings her such embarrassment and such a low standing. Give her a divorce, free her to someone who will love her and have children with. You have vexed me, is the word. You have just annoyed me, exasperated me, says the Kodesh Baruch. And if you say, why? What, what have we done? Using a very cynical argument, you are going to posit that, look, we're living in a world where apparently Russia Vitovlo, Tzadik Baralo, and that we, yes, maybe we have sinned, but we are sinning because we are following that climate of Russia Vitovlo. In other words, it's just saying, yes, we're, we're sinners, but we're sinners because we've seen that you've set up a system where the sinner is rewarded. No, Vehemucha face. Where, and you're saying, so where is the God of Mishwat? Where is the God of judgment? And so the Navi is saying, here is the God of judgment. There is no black and white. There's no gray here. It is black and white what you've done. The only cure for what you've done here is a divorce. It's a terrible avla. And the Navi will continue this in his final parak. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. Be there. You will not want to miss the conclusion. Ad Khan.